Happy Wednesday, everybody. Thank you, as always, for downloading or streaming the Be Our Guest podcast. We're just glad you're here. Thanks for spending some time with us. Of course, it is Wednesday, so it's time for your listener questions. And Pam Forrester joins me today, and we tackle some great questions, including planning half a day over at Disney's Fort Wilderness Campground. What kind of things can you do if you're not a guest at the campground, but you just want to visit and have a non-park day. We talk about that also. Which fancy restaurants at Walt Disney World are the most kid-friendly? We give some thoughts on that. How many people is too many with Memory Maker to share those photos in the My Disney Experience app? Uh, some tips for character dining if you're not a huge eater at the character dining locations. This and much more coming your way on today's show. Don't forget today's podcast brought to you by the Magic for Less Travel. We are standing by right now to help you plan an amazing trip to Walt Disney World, Disneyland, Disney Cruise Line, or Adventures by Disney. Just swing by themagicforless.com today. Check out the great website with awesome trip planning tools. And while you're there, fill out that free no obligation quote form and an agent will get back to you right away. And we'll help you plan an amazing Disney adventure. Check them out today over at themagicforless.com. Please also use our Amazon affiliate link when you shop online. That really does help us out. It's over at brguestpodcast.com slash Amazon. And finally, thank you sincerely to our patrons. You allow us to put this show out three to four times a week all around the world. We could not do this without you. And our patrons get a bonus show called Mike in the Midwest every week. If you'd like to join us, please come on over to patreon.com slash Be Our Guest Podcast. Ready to take a trip to the world? You found the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. This is where your memories come front and center on our podcast stage. Welcome to episode 2058 of the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Rallman, for BeOurGuestPodcast.com and one of the senior agents over at The Magic for Less Travel. Happy Wednesday to you, and of course, I hope your week is going well as always. And we're here to answer your listener questions as we do every Wednesday. And today, you just have a twosome. It's a pair. It's a pair of podcasters right here for you in your ears, which is kind of fun because you have a pair of ears hopefully, and you know, maybe a pair of ear pods. Who knows? Some people listen with one ear pod. I don't care, but we're here. We're going to have a good time talking Disney. And joining me today, we have Pam Forrester, co-owner of the Magic for Less Travel. Pam, what is going on Pittsburgh Way? Um, it's beautiful here today, but like you, Mike, it, it is fake spring. Um, we know better than to get too excited about nice, nice weather um, before... Yeah, man. <laughs> I don't Memorial Day. I mean, it's yes. like we're, we're talking about uh, we've got a lot of Jeep, uh, apparently Jeep owners in the live chat tonight in the pre-show. And it's always that debate. When do you because that's when you commit as a Jeep owner, when you take your doors off. And I know some, some places, apparently it's not legal to drive with your doors off. I've heard I think even Pennsylvania, it's not. I've heard. Oh, really? Yeah. Really? Some people were telling me that because I was cruising around like on Instagram live on in my Jeep with my foot sticking out because I have pegs on the outside and it's all legal in Missouri. So um, but I take my doors off usually around Memorial Day and they don't go back on until maybe Labor Day or so, you know, usually until October. But it's one of those things. It's a commitment because my doors are like 85, 90 pounds and you don't want to be wrestling those things. So, again, we're in fake spring, even though it was like 78 here as we're recording today. But it's going to be 47 later this week. So it. Tease. It's a tease. And the 47 is hard after yeah, 70 is. something. <laughs> like, right? It's twice as hard. So, anyways, but yes. And so 
my big news is this is something that sort of evolved over the last couple of weeks is I am doing an Alaska cruise. Speaking of cold weather. I mean, there you I go. know, I know. Right. But um, cold weather, not my favorite Alaska though. Worth it. So um, was wrapping all that stuff up. Well, so Mike Bankhead, captain, be our guest podcast. Lizard, you want to be on the best running squad ever, the most supportive Go to Facebook, be, uh, be Our Guest Lizards. Just join the group. Join us. We're awesome. If I do say so myself, as my grandma used to say. Um, but speaking of uh, Alaska, he we did a, a trip report with uh, Mike years and years ago about his Alaska cruise with Disney Cruise Line. So if you ever need to listen to a show, Pam, I mean, right there. I mean, Alaska hasn't changed. I know, right? Back since so I'm not. I, I know. So the people will gasp, but I'm not going with Disney in May. I'm actually going with Royal. Uh, um, well, I mean, it's Alaska, right? I'm saying. I'm just trying yeah, to you know, yeah. do our thing. Right. <laughs> All good. But yeah, so many things to look forward to. Such a different planning process when you're thinking of Alaska versus a Caribbean cruise or even a Mediterranean cruise or whatever. So exciting stuff though. I mean, it's always exciting to plan a different kind of trip, right? I mean, we all love Walt Disney World and even Disneyland and and that, but there's something about a different kind of trip that sort of, you know, gets all that creative stuff going so i'm about by the way i'm about 95 percent to planning a different trip for me that will be very exciting very i am very very excited because it may it may involve a little baseball a little disney little stuff i've always wanted to do for a long long time it's close it it may we're working it the cheerleading puts all kinds of wrinkles and everything and when your daughter is going into high school I can't believe it. She's going into high school. So now you got to consider all that because tryouts are in like two weeks. Anyway, but I was going to say, though, the other day when I was on the treadmill and I've seen this episode like four or five times, Love Boat. There's an episode where they go to Alaska and Mark Harmon gets married there. But like they, they have like a wild bachelor party on the ship and like his old flame for some reason is on the crew. They rent out the whole ship. And like the the old flames on the cruise, I don't know why she would even be on that cruise if he's getting married in Alaska. And like, but she, you know, got him drunk, and like bad things happened, and then the wedding almost oh didn't happen. My. Then like some other couple because they weren't going to get married, but everybody was there at the you know ceremony location. So somebody else ended up getting married in their place. But then in the end, you know, everybody gets married. So it was all good. I'm just saying, if you want <laughs> wow. a little, you want a little like thing to get you in the spirit, you know, watch, watch that episode. It was really Do good. that. Yeah, that episode. I'll be looking for that. Absolutely. One. And I saw one today that had uh, Tony Dow, uh, uh, Wally Cleaver. So it's great. That's, I love that. Because I, I listen to podcasts, but I watch that on Pluto TV every morning with no sound. So I just watch it. And they're like, the, 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 this, I just got to say, I should do a podcast about Lobo. But like the set decorations on that ship, I mean, they had a full on carnival, like on the deck, like on deck 11 of oh, the dream. Yeah. I mean, it had like a dunking booth. I mean, had like a thing you ring the bell you know like a tightrope walker across the pool it was nuts anyway it was fantastic but i will say as a child that pool area i was unclear that that was supposed to be like a full-on pool for the longest part Uh, like i remember watching it and thinking like what is that area and then it's the pool it is all right so this is not a love boat podcast but i am a love boat fan that's one of my favorite old time shows okay so dan's got a question here he's up in minnesota in the inbox and he says memory maker question for a large group i'll be honest i don't have an answer to this one but we're gonna ask it anyway hey mike and crew i'll be chaperoning a band trip to the world later this month and the band director my wife gave me some cash to purchase memory maker for the trip 
I see there's a limit of 25 people on Memory Maker now, and my friends and family list will probably be around 45 when we go. It's 35 band students and 10 family who aren't going. My question is, how does the system determine who gets their photos included? Is it as simple as the first 25 on the trip who get a photo pass picture are in? And anybody after that is cut off. Thanks so much for all the information and the entertainment. Dan in Minnesota. We just got a, a good goalie today in the NHL deadline trade. They got flurry. Okay, so um, what do you say? 25 people, though. One memory maker, man. That's a, speaking of old uh, TV show, Sale of the Century there. You know, there you go. Right? Yeah. And I don't, I really don't know how Disney would determine this. Um, and uh, honestly, if you called Memory Maker, I'm not sure that they would be able to tell you that either. And <laughs> they, so, would, they would no, they'd be like, it's a no. crapshoot. Speaking of throwing yeah. darts at balloons. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's a challenge right now, I will say. Anyone who's ever placed any kind of customer service call anywhere knows right now is particularly challenging. And Disney, you know, has not escaped that either. So I would say what I would do is I would self-edit. And if you are purchasing the memory maker and somebody else is purchasing it, like that way, you know, you're in control of that kind of information. Right. And I would keep my friends and family to 25 if you can. Um, and the thing about your friends and family list in Disney is that you can remove people and you can add them back in too. So I think you mentioned that some of that, some of your family and friends aren't going to be right. there on the trip. So you can remove them and then add them back in when the trip is over, if that helps you get to that 25 person. So. Is it is it taboo to cut somebody from your friends and family list without letting them know ahead of time? Like all of a sudden, do they think they are no longer your friend in real life if all of a sudden you get a notification? <laughs> like Pam Forrester no longer is your friend on my <laughs> Disney experience. Like you did not I hope not, because one day I dumped everybody because <laughs> I was in the middle of dealing with tech and they're like, you have too many friends and family. So I'm like... Well, yeah, then dude, we're making I got a You're like, I'm a famous podcaster, man. I can't help how many friends I have. I Back no. off. I own a travel agency, man. I got a lot of friends. No. So, I mean, I, um, I had to dump just about everybody from it to get it down to an amount where I could start making, you know, different plans again. So that I don't, I don't think people should take that too seriously no i'm just kidding <laughs> all right so diane's got a legit question i think you'll be really good at here she says what fine dining restaurant at walt disney world do you think is the most kid friendly that's a good question so fine dining but also kid friendly because normally we associate fine dining with like adults only experiences at least i do many times what would you say to know, that like a couple of things i know i don't know that there's any signature restaurant that i haven't seen a child in except for victoria victoria and albert's where they did have a um age limit for a while um on that and it hasn't reopened yet so we don't know what that will be like when it comes back but that's the only one that that i have so when you're talking signature dining you're thinking narcoosies and california grill and Gico and yachtsman and um Help me out. I'm sure I'm forgetting a couple right now. But I will say, I think that Narcoosie's in particular sort of lends itself to having kids there because it's sort of a loud restaurant to begin with, um, just by way of how the restaurant is built. Um, it's out there in the water. It's all one room. Um, and the great part of that is you can see the fireworks and you can also see the electrical water pageant from that um, location. So I think that that really is a good spot. 
for kids because there's often, often something that keeps them entertained. I think California Grill, um, many times for the same reason, right? That you have the ability to go out there on the catwalk and see the Magic Kingdom, or maybe you can see it from your seat if you happen to be lucky enough to have um, one of those seats that has that. And all of these restaurants are also going to have uh, a kids uh, a kid, kids menu available. So there are absolutely going to be choices that your kids under 10 are going to be able to choose from and something that they like. So, um, and maybe they have more sophisticated palettes and they want to try something, you know, else they'll be able to do that too. So, um, I think that those are both good choices. I also think that Yachtsman is a good choice too. Um, seeing lots of kids there, but honestly, I, I don't think that there's any location at Walt Disney World that will be, um, not appropriate for kids, especially in those earlier evening hours. Right. I would also maybe offer up Topolino's. That might be an option. Yeah. Too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. Cool. cool. Yeah. Good question. All right. Next question is from Mandy. She's down in Nashville, Tennessee. Hey, Mike, first time emailer. I have a question about park hours this summer. It looks like park hours in early April have been extended with earlier park opening times and later closing times. For example, Epcot's opening at 830 and Magic Kingdom staying open until 11. Do you expect these extended hours will be carried forward through the summer? Right now, hours for May are showing a typical 9 a.m. opening with 9 p.m. closings. Thanks for all you do and for the great info you provide, Mandy. So what do you think about this? Because we see this kind of all the time, right? It's kind mm -hmm. of always that conservative long-term schedule and then, you know, based on crowds and bookings, mm -hmm. then they get a little more aggressive with the, with the park hours to accommodate the guests, correct? Yeah, and I think Disney has really done a great job sort of adjusting to this ebb and flow. They'll absolutely take a look at the park reservations. This allows them to have um, a better idea of who's going to be in the park each day, right? And allow them to plan for that. They have been extending hours. And in addition, they made those additions to Genie Plus, um, not the individual lightning lane that you have to pay for individually, but they made the addition to the um, lightning lightning lane attractions that are included when you purchase genie plus so they made a lot more of those available too. some headliner ones right um so i think that's great too so i think it really will depend and it might depend actually on even when you're going in the summer sometimes we'll definitely be more busy than others as you move into august that becomes less of a necessity so if you're going toward the end of summer you probably won't see those hours extended as much. Um, but if that's needed in May, June, and July, then I think we'll see that. All righty. Chad's in our live chat, and he says, uh, Thanks, Mike, for helping me book the latest trip for my wife, two-year-old, and me. Appreciate you answering the question on dining reservations, including a two-year-old. Got reservations for three at Liberty Tree and working on Ohana now. Thanks again. So I want to just throw that in. Also, thanks, Chad, for, for supporting the, the agency and the podcast. I really appreciate it. He showed me a picture of his family. He's an awesome family. Uh, they're heading down here soon. They hadn't been in a little bit. And uh, we were going back and forth about a question because they have a two-year-old, right? And so two-year-olds don't require tickets. Uh, we're joking, right? Like, it's time to go, you know, before they're three. <laughs> right? Yeah, <laughs> save yourself some money. <laughs> and I didn't know. I forgot that he had older older kids. And I'm like, trust me, when they get to be 14 and 25, they're super expensive. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> take advantage when they're before they're three. But, you know, we were talking about when you're making ADRs and you're a family with, like, two adults and a two-year-old. He was asking, do you make an ADR for two or for three? And you do it for three because that's what the restaurant asks yeah. for, even though you're basically <laughs> just going to need two in a high chair. Right, Pam? Right. If you, if you want to seat 
<laughs> or yeah. even if you don't want to see, if you're a breathing person, they will want you to be included in that. So no matter how small you are, we still include you. And I think that has to do part way with um, fire codes, right? They want an accurate um, count of the number of people that will actually be in the building or could be in the building. So. All righty. Sergio has a question. Are we able to rent a an ECV at Walt Disney World and bring it to Disney Cruise Line for a week's cruise? So you can. So well, how's that? Yeah, work? you can. Yeah, right. You can't rent the Walt the ones at Walt Disney World because those are actually yeah. only available at the parks. Even right, I think like a third party. Yeah, parks. yeah, yeah. But if you were doing a third party and you wanted to rent one for your entire stay, then you could do it there. Yeah, because yep, sure. yeah, because you can bring one on. So I guess they wouldn't care where you got it. Yep. Good question. Yep. All right, Amanda's got a question in the the inbox here. Hey, Mike, and the whole BOGP crew. Well, sorry, the whole crew is not here, but we're here, so we'll do the best. Uh, just had a quick question about booking tours, and plenty of Google searching has not cleared it up yet. For real, that's why we're here. I mean, if Google answered it all, podcasts would be irrelevant. Yeah. I mean, but, but I will say, I, yeah. I do Google things from time to time, too. So, and sometimes the information's not correct, but neither here nor there. I'm looking to book the up close with rhinos for myself and my daughter at the end of August. This is something that is of the highest priority for us and can only be and only can fit in one day. It looks like there's only one tour per day, so I'd like to book it at the exact minute I can. I know some things can be booked at midnight at the 60 day mark and summer at 6 a.m. The 6 a.m. time frame. Could you offer any insight into this? Thanks for all your content and positivity. Kind regards, Mandy. She's in. She says Mandy and the Hudson clan, they're out in New Jersey. We've been getting a lot of listeners in New Jersey lately. Garden State, let's go. There we go. I've never been there. Right. But I'll get there someday. Got to get to the, apparently the Jersey Shore or something. I don't know. Um, okay, so what tours. That's a 6 a.m. booking, right? It is online. Um, and then if you need to call, it would be at um, 7 a.m. And I will just say that it's challenging right now with anything that needs to be booked online and it can i mean with dining reservations that 60 plus 10 is working some mornings it's not working other mornings um so i don't want you to set you up for failure but for right now that's what it is um we're starting there and sometimes what happens is that those tours don't get loaded in on time. And yeah, that is, yep, 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 yep. <laughs> I know. So then when you call, the other frustrating point is oftentimes the cast members don't know if it's sold out. Or it's not there. Or it's not there. I, uh, I wish I was like, I have a great way to explain this and a workaround and whatever. If we had it, we would have been using it all along because, um, you know, we run into sort of the same things with this. So just give it a shot. Um, on, we'll be hoping for you that it happens. And that, that's the best you can do. I would just always be like on the early side of things. You know what I'm saying? Because this is very important to you. So definitely do it the very first opportunity, you know, and, and do it on all kinds of means, you know, call and online. If it's that yep. important, try it on all means. It'll be like me tomorrow, Tuesday, trying to get in the wine and dine races again, because that's a whole, you know, my heart's pitter-patter and again already because of that. Um, but yeah, it's one of those things, you know, just be aggressive with it and just keep trying until you get it and just like, I just want to meet a rhinoceros. I know, and, right? And then, <laughs> Especially that new baby that was born, right? Did you see it? There's a new baby yeah, running around. Yeah. So it looks so, and they're so cute. So I yeah. mean, if you say that, 
they got to get you in the tour, right? I mean, I'm just, I'm coming, right. I'm coming to Walt Disney World because I want to meet a rhino. It's like, okay, we, we're going to make it happen. You know, most people come to meet a mouse. You want to meet a rhino. So I know. Yeah. We're going to make it happen. All right. Uh, Zach's got a question here. Hey, Mike and BOGP crew. My wife and I are annual pass holders and go to Disney three, three to four times a year, but we've never gone to the water parks. We are going down for the 4th of July and want to do a water park on this trip. Which one do you all like best? It'll just be my wife and I. We don't have kids, but we just don't know which one to choose. We love the podcast. Thanks for all you do, Zach and Madison. So I'm going Volcano Bay. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, it is it is better, but um, that's beside the point. We're going Walt Disney World, but Volcano Bay is better. Um, and I'm not even a Universal guy, but that, that water park is unreal. And it's just right across town. But if you're going to go to Typhoon Lagoon or Blizzard Beach this summer, they're both, I, they're, I mean, they're within a whisker of each other. You really can't go wrong at either. I like Typhoon Lagoon. That is the right answer. I don't know where you fall. I know Ricky always says Blizzard Beach. So No, I agree. Typhoon Lagoon is the correct answer. <laughs> and I think for, for you and I, Mike, it's the theme. Yes. Right? You're supposed to be tropical. Like I, don't want, I, don't need, I don't need icebergs. I'm trying to get away from icebergs. I mean, come on. Exactly. And I will say too, you know, if you're really looking for Summit Plummet, then that I think is what draws people to Blizzard Beach. But I, I also don't, I, I, and I also don't need a wedgie. You know what I'm right, saying? That's I do. What I'm, I, I'm, I'm 48. I don't need a wedgie. I know. And they also have Crushing gush, Gusher at Typhoon <laughs> Lagoon, the Wave Pool. I love the Wave Pool there. The Lazy River. Not that Blizzard Beach doesn't have the Wave Pool and Blizzard uh, and, oh, a lazy river, but I think crushing gusher is, is just, I think that that's a really good reason to go to Typhoon Lagoon too. So does I'm trying to remember, cause I haven't been there. Like I said, I haven't been to the water park since Mallory's been born. She starts high school. Oh, in the fall. I know. And she tells me about this all the time. So we were, if we went to Walt Disney, you know what? We may go to a water park over down there for, for a uh, summit, maybe because we're down there for cheer. If we can find a day, cause she's never been, she always wants to go. But I can't remember. I know that on the Lazy River at Blizzard Beach, they hit you with those ice cold, like when you go in that cave, remember? Like that water yes. is like, it like almost stops your heart. Like it's what's like lazy it. about that? Like you're chilling. It's a 90 degree day. You're on the Lazy River. Everything's all good, you know, except for it's like always crowded. But you're trying to chill and you're just taking it easy. And then like you go into that cave and they hit you with 33 degree water that like you can make, you know, the Coors Light, you know, like it's like from a Coors Light commercial in right? Colorado. Yeah. Almost stops your heart. Then, you know, by the time you get to the other end, you're finally your heart rate gets back up to where it's supposed to you get hit with it again. I don't like that. Like, I, I can't remember. I don't think they do that at Typhoon Lagoon because it's tropical. Maybe they do, but it was like, whoo. I think shocking. there are different places where you get hit, but I don't know why. Maybe it's just like it feels colder because you're surrounded by these like little icebergs and little ice <laughs> things, right? I mean, maybe it's like mind over matter. It could but, be. Yeah. Remember when they used to have uh, swimming with sharks at Typhoon Lagoon? The, the shark. Yeah, I did. That I loved awesome. that I know, part. That, I thought, was cold that was one too. of my favorite parts. Yeah, that, yeah. Was, that was super unique. I'm sure it was like really expensive to keep up with like salt water that's because that water was super cold too like it when you got really, in you're like, it was shocking you're like dang those sharks i thought they were more water they're in florida nope it's cold <laughs> right i'm like i'm either gonna die hypothermia or jaws is gonna eat me one of the two i don't know which one's gonna happen but this probably isn't gonna end well either way and they're like don't kick that's what they always told me when i went in don't know, kick i'm like right? don't kick i'm in here with the shark anyway <laughs> I'm from Missouri. I'm, the chances of me freaking out when I get in here are high. I'm just saying. 
It was so fun. <laughs> All right, Sherry's got a question in the live chat. Hey, y'all, I need a room that sleeps five at Beach Club, but only four people are going. My boys are too big to share a bed, and it's magical <laughs> for no one. What's the best way to ensure we have a room with a day bed? Will a room request be enough to do that, or do I need to pay extra and add a phantom third person to my room so a reservation looks like five are going? Thanks. Sherry's down in Dallas. Good question. What do you think, Pam? It is. So it really depends on what you're looking at. And look at the different... Sometimes there are different categories available um, that that list it. Now, if you, if you do have five people, they will absolutely make sure that you're in a room yep. that accommodates five. Um, that If not, then it's just a request up until um, that point. So just keep that in mind. But there are certain room categories that will say, and I don't think the beach club is one of them, but like at the moderate resorts, if you're looking for one that includes yeah. the bed, there Standard are specific categories yep. yeah, that you're going to want to look at. So it is just a request if you have four or fewer guests, unless you've booked like a deluxe room or uh, whatever. And it will, it will say they're right on, um, you know, it will tell you exactly how many beds and people the room can accommodate on the Disney site. And I will say, speaking of those, so the moderates that do that are Riverside and Caribbean Beach, where you can book like yes. a water view, fifth sleeper, or a, you know, yes. woods view, or Riverside, you can do like a woods view, fifth sleeper. The fifth sleeper, though, is made for smaller kids. So I would, sure. my suggestion is somebody that's like 11 or younger, probably. I mean, they're not, they're not full right. on beds. They're like pull out kind of things. At the moderate, it's like a, right. yeah, at they're, the mo this is only at the moderates. Yeah. I mean, at the, right. the, at the deluxe is like a beach club, yacht club, boardwalk, you're getting day bed. I mean, it's, it's basically a couch that kind of converts and you yeah, know, I, I, I've slept on them. I mean, I'm six, three, you know, I mean, right. just cause I've, you know, with races and leaving the room at weird hours and stuff and I've been fine. So those are full on for adults. But if you're looking at those moderates, I think a lot of people think, oh, well, we could do five adults and yeah. I'm no. just saying that whoever, I don't know how you're drawing the sticks, man, but if you, I mean, whoever gets that fifth sleeper, you're bumming if you're, if you're not like 11 or younger, because it's, I mean, a kid would love it because kids sleep on anything, right? They sleep on the floor. They sleep right. in laundry baskets. They don't care. But, and it's actually really cool looking with the theming, but it's just not big. So you don't want anybody that's, you know, some, you know, it's going to be in the NBA or something, you know? Right. For so. sure. And the other thing you can do is there are certain studios available at the deluxe villa resorts that do have a fifth sleeper as well. So again, you know, you really have to look, queue in, look at those room descriptions, look at how many people the room accommodates and look at the bed configuration there. All right, it's going to be a fun one here. It says, uh, listener question, colon, Fort Wilderness. Hey, Mike and BOGP crew, can you guys help me plan a half day of activities at Fort Wilderness? We aren't staying at the campgrounds, but we think it'd be a fun way to spend four to five hours there on one of our non-park days. What do they have to offer for guests that aren't staying on their property? Extra fees are fine, and we expect them for most of the activities. Hiking, biking, canoeing, archery, dining there. It would be me, my husband, and at the time of our trip, two-year-old son. Our trip is planned for next winter. Thanks for, uh, thank you all. We love every show and listen on our daily walks. Claire is out in Ohio. Well, thanks for taking us on your walks. I love that because I know that time is special and, and we appreciate that we can kind of keep you company as you, uh, you know, stay fit and enjoy the outdoors or indoors, wherever you are. So thanks for taking us on. All right, Fort Wilderness. We've talked about this, Pam. I know you're a fan of Fort Wilderness. So what kind of activities are happening over there? 
It does. And you know, one of the reasons why I really like Fort Wilderness is it just feels so nostalgic to mm -hmm. me. Doesn't it feel that way to right. you? Like, oh, it was there when Walt Disney World first opened and such a cool thing. Um, so there's some stuff, first of all, one of the things you're probably going to want to include if you're going to spend a half day there is you're going to want to eat one of your meals there, right? Either breakfast or lunch. You can have them both at the uh, buffet right there at Fort Wilderness. And I think that's worth checking out. So look at the menu there. Make sure you make reservations for that because it does get pretty popular. And many people like to say that that's one of the best bargains on Walt Disney World property. And so. I, I saw, I think last week that there's a new special that's at Trails End over there at Fort Wilderness. And there's some kind of new special. I know they're not going until next winter, but I'm going in less than two weeks. And I'm just saying like, I'm going there. <laughs> <laughs> so to say, if you're going soon, there was some kind of new, like, and it looked, I can't remember what it was, but I'm like, oh, 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 oh get in my belly. It was up your alley. Oh, yeah, you know, I, don't get me Topolinos. Give me something new trails in and i'm like heck yeah okay so go ahead what else we got going on so the other thing that you can look at is tricircle d ranch and that's not you're not going to be able to spend a ton of time there but you're going to be able to see some of the horses that are there and they are big horses they're percherons and belgiums and they're really big horses also nice but it's really cool to see how poshly their surroundings are right they are treated very very well better and that's than me a cool thing to go through, right yeah i know right <laughs> they do have other options um that are there too but those a lot of those options take place in the afternoon or evening so you can look at horse-drawn carriage rides. That's something you have to pay extra for that, but that's sort of a nice ride around that area, yep. right? Yep. Um, they have Chippendales Campfire Sing-Along. That's going to be in the evening. Um, and that's, you know, you'll be around a fire and they have marshmallow kits for purchase and, and things like that. Sometimes they have some marshmallows available. They also do movies under the stars certain places, um, or certain days. But again, all that stuff is going to be released much closer to your um, travel dates. The other thing is they had archery. Um, you had mentioned that as well, an archery experience. I'm not sure that that has been reopened since, um, since they had shut down. So make sure you just call. You can call um, 407-WDW-TOURS um, and check on that. And then something else that they offer there is they have boat rentals mm -hmm. and they also have fishing excursions so depending on what time of day you plan on going i think you could definitely with especially when you're including the meal do a half a day there at fort wilderness there used to be this great path between wilderness lodge yes. and fort wilderness oh, to walk by right it was, i missed that path i, I know i know <laughs> i know when they had announced um reflections that resort that they were going to build before um, the pandemic, um, that that trail got shut down, and I don't think it's open again, is it? I don't think no, so. No, because we I last time we stayed at Warner's Lodge, we were walking in the morning, and we walked out toward that way because I was thinking to myself, oh, maybe the, they opened the trail up again, but they did not. So. Dang. Yeah. Can, can you also rent bicycles there? I think you can. You can. That'd you can fun. rent bicycles there, and that I mean, that's absolutely something to look into as well. They have some cool um you know places to ride there and it's really nice i think just to see i think some of the rvs or the campers mm -hmm. or especially if you're going to be going during a time near a holiday if you're going oh near gosh, halloween yes, yes. or christmas 
you've got to drive around and see because those folks bring all the stuff to decorate their campsites and it's incredible. Oh, it's like um, the guy from National Lampoon's uh, Christmas Vacation. Uh, oh, yes, for yeah. sure. Yeah, I mean, totally. I mean, that's exa- every campsite. It's like trying to outdo each other. And that's why it used to be like with that path, I'd stay at, at Wilderness Lodge and I would run out to, to Fort Wilderness and I would run all the RV loops around the holidays because it was just, I mean, it was the best run because it was, you know, there wasn't hardly any traffic in there because it's all right. people riding around on bicycles and, you know, golf carts and stuff like that. It was a great place to run. It's totally safe. And. I mean, there's just so much to see. I mean, the vehicles themselves, the the RVs, even if it's a non-holiday time, it's cool to see, like, I'm going to date myself again here, but like the Madden Cruisers, you know, like the $100,000 RVs that are there. And then you got pop-up right, tents. Sure. And, but, I mean, everybody's got, I mean, a lot of people have, like, little signs, you know, right at their, their pad there that says, you know, like, this is the Rawlman family. You know, like, they've been doing this for 20 years. Every year they come down right. and they have wreaths and inflatables. And it's just, it. it it, it's almost like this temper. I always like Old Key West because of how communal it feels. Like it feels like you're at a like a Florida community. Like you're at a you know it's not a resort. It's more of like a community that you're staying there while you're there. And I think Fort Wilderness has that same communal feel. Like everybody feels like oh we're a part of this. Like we're gonna pitch some horseshoes later. You know like we have a league or something. I don't. It, yeah. I love the feel of the place. It's got a good vibe. It does. Agreed. And, and also too with the two year old, just one simple thing. They have a killer playground there too. I ride it right next to Trails End. You could uh, just let them go, let him or her go, and they do. That's free. <laughs> just sit in a rocking chair, watch them. <laughs> I remember those days. All right, one more question here. I think we have time, and we have a couple more. Uh, see, it is from Kala. Hey, Mike and team, we're headed down in April. Question about park reservations in Genie Plus. With Genie Plus, can I change a park reservation? day of we are traveling with our three-year-old son and we are lucky to go often so we are kind of letting him dictate the trip in the sense of repeating parks based on what seems appropriate to be enjoying the most we have our park reservations with park hopper for each day but i'm wondering how easy or not it'll be to make a change in park reservations the day before or day of and if it will affect genie plus First of all, you're brave. You're letting a three-year-old be in charge of stuff. Because, no, just kidding. Oh, I mean, kind of. Okay, so can you make changes day? You can make changes day of, but you have to be very careful, especially since you're going in April, because we're recording this, obviously, in March, and it's a busy time. April probably won't be as busy, because right now we're in spring break for a lot of schools and so forth. But there are parks that are sold out in the park theme park reservations this week. But it is mm-hmm. it's major spring break week right now. So I don't know that's gonna be the case in April, but you gotta watch that because you don't wanna get locked out. So you can, but like look first, right, Pam? For sure. So um one of the, and this has nothing to do with Disney Plus. This is actually since the park reservation system has been introduced, but you can't um, alter an existing reservation. You actually have to cancel, cancel it. That's why, yeah, and that, then that, make that a new one. That scares me. It's frightening, I, I, I know, right? it does. Yeah. I mean, it's like, why? I, there's got to be a reason behind it, but it, the reason behind it is because it, it's harrowing. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, for sure. So the thing that you're going to want to do is there is an availability calendar there that's on the Disney site, and you're going to want to look there before you cancel anything and then go from their point. Um, Genie Plus won't be impacted either way. If you bought it as part of your package, then it's going to stay there as part of your package and you don't have to worry about it. So you don't have to worry about that, but that you you do have to worry about that one. It's like, a, don't be the cautionary tale, right? No, for real. <laughs> um, yeah. 
Don't be like, oh so, yeah, back yeah, we were recording that podcast in March. That listener that you know, and it was in, yeah. you know, let the three year old make the decisions. Yeah, <laughs> right? Don't do that. Yes, yes. But John does say he's in our live chat here with us. We gotta be careful because Easter is in mm, mid April this sure. year. So the, the yeah, watch around Easter because that could you know that brings the people in. Uh, yeah, she has a second part. The second part of her question. Also, we're planning to do some pool time in the mornings and then head into a park in the afternoon and evenings. With the understanding that we have to check into our original park before being able to park hop, I'm not too sure what I should do because we kind of want to be spontaneous about where we'll go in the afternoon and not sure how best to handle what handle that with park reservations in Genie Plus. Should I just make the park reservation for where we want to end up in the evening so that we don't risk having to scan in at a different park first? For references, we're staying at the boardwalk. Sorry for the long and wordy email. Thanks for your help, Kala. So what would you do with your park reservation in that case? Where they're not gonna they're gonna do pool time in the morning. Kinda they, they don't know where they want to. Just oh, at the board here's what I would do. This is just me. Since you're at the boardwalk, I would probably make if you're not sure, I'd probably make my reservations for Epcot because you could just you could just walk over you could walk to the International Gateway, walk in and walk out, and you're you're in. But you still can't park. I mean you still, I mean, if they're going to be in the pool all morning, it's not going to matter, but you can't hop till two. I mean, that you can't get around that still. So you got to remember that. Right. Yeah. It, it does make it a bit more challenging. So you could always just, you know, make it for the park that you know you want to end up at that evening. And then you're, you're able to go into that park earlier, you know, earlier that day at any point when it, let's say you're done swimming at like 11, then you can still go into that park with the, with the knowledge that, um, you know, you could actually hop to another park at two, but I, I would feel comfortable. I would want to have a reservation every day. I intended to go into a park. Um, yeah, and yeah. even at, at the very least, what you can do is let's say you thought you wanted to go to magic kingdom and, at this point you realize well, we're not going to get over to the magic kingdom and i want to go over to hollywood studios tonight at that point after two o'clock i would see what the park availability is just to cancel my magic kingdom and make it to hollywood studios that day so that's something that you can do too usually after two o'clock i think park availability really opens up right I, I don't think that it has that same restriction like i don't think that because it was sold out for this date you know a while ago i don't know that it's always still sold out at two o'clock so something to think about all righty. And the last question of the day, it's about character dining. It says, hello, recently found your podcast and I'm loving it. Well, thank you. Question regarding character dining. My husband and I are bariatric patients and I'm wondering if they discount or charge the child's fee if requested. I realize you're paying for the experience, but I thought of paying adult price, uh, but the thought of paying adult prices when we barely eat one meal between us kills me. Any recommendations would be greatly appreciated. Thanks in advance, Lori. Well, Lori, I'm glad you found our podcast, and thank you for, hopefully you're with us for years. We're entering our 15th year of podcasting, so uh, you can go back and check out some of the old shows. Don't check out all of those. Over 2,000. There's a lot to catch up on, but uh, uh, we hope you're here with us for years and years to come. But uh, yeah, I wish I had a better answer for this, but uh, Disney just... They, they once you go in i mean i've done this you know with like a 10 year old kid right they have to pay the adult price and it just kills me because my daughter as pam knows uh, Paige, pickiest eater in the world like we would go to a character meal and she would eat like five chicken nuggets and like a couple of fries and i'd pay 42 bucks i mean it was just and you kind of mentioned why 
it's because you're going to get the experience of the character meet and greets. You're there. And it's really, you got to kind of think about it from, and again, you know, I'm just looking at it kind of globally from the 30,000 foot view is that how would Disney police this and how would they be able to determine, you know, who's going to be doing what price structure and kind of, th that's how I see it. I don't know, Pam, what do you think about this? I think it'd be really hard to police. Yeah, the different, uh, so the different pricing is available, um, via based on age not on um any other factors and and disney does charge that because they're expecting that most parties are going to have at least one if not two adults right and they're sort of you know doing the math for the day as as they say but um, I would look at it as more of an experience, like you would do the same for Hoopty Doo or, you know, other things like that. I know it's not quite a show, but you do get a lot of interaction. You don't have to wait in line for that. And if that's really, if it's something you just can't get past that you don't want to, you know, pay that price for it, then just go ahead and um, skip those and plan on spending you know, some of your time, maybe, uh, you know, waiting in line for character photos or getting Genie Plus and, and making that yep. a priority. Yep. Yeah. Something like that. But yeah, um, they do charge um, based on age. So. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. Like, instead of doing a character meal where you meet Mickey Mouse, say at Chef Mickey's, where that's kind of an expensive character dining experience, instead get Genie Plus and, you know, minimize your wait time to meet him at Town Square. And then, you know, have a, have a nice meal at Columbia Harbor House. And you're going to come out way ahead in that case because you might split, you know, a meal at Columbia Harbor House, you know, or like a meal and a half. And you're way, mm -hmm. way ahead there. And you have Genie Plus for the entire day, for sure. you know, for, for other experiences. That, that That's probably my best suggestion. You, you nailed it, I think, there. So that's what I would do. All right. Well, that's going to do it for listener questions. Again, if you have questions, send those in. we got a lot of them in the inbox today, and we appreciate that so very much. Send those to Mike at BeOurGuestPodcast.com. Also, we've gotten a few of our crazy questions that we're going to answer here in just a few weeks. Crazy questions. Anything you wanted to know, no matter how bizarre about Walt Disney World. We want those questions because we're going to do a show all about that here in the next few weeks. Send those, to again, to Mike at BeOurGuestPodcast.com. Put crazy question in the header. And then when it comes in, I'm always like, what? And then I'm like, oh, yeah, we're going to do a show about that. And I put, <laughs> You're like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I know, like, what? Because they go all to the same place. I'm like, oh, travel agent emails. My like, crazy question. What did I say? Because I'm always like, oh, my God, what did I tell my guests? <laughs> did I say something weird? So I have a folder now. So I'm putting them all in the folder, and we're going to have a good time with that. Ricky will definitely be here on that one because, you know, you put a crazy question in front of Ricky. Who knows what will come out of her mouth? So, uh, yeah, we're going to have fun. So if you have a crazy question, anything you want to know, put that in uh, crazy question, Mike at BeOurGuestPodcast.com. Any other questions, throw them to that email as well. We love hearing from you. And we love that you take the time to write in and, uh, you know, join us live here on Facebook and YouTube on Monday afternoons. And it's just, uh, we love our community. We love you guys being a part of this whole, whole thing we do. So don't forget, all of our podcasts are brought to you by The Magic for Less Travel. We'd love to help you plan that next Disney adventure. And just today, I got an email from a guest. They're down there at Walt Disney World having just a great time. And, and they sent me some pictures. And it was just, it was such a great picture because... Uh, one of the members of the family, they're, they're in front of the train station, right? You know, it's one of those days where, you know, the families, uh, we've all had those days where like everybody's trying to get ready. Everybody's trying to rush in, but you want to get the picture in front of the train station. You're at Walt Disney World. So you can post it on social media. It's right back home. 
the one kid is you know face backwards so you know wouldn't turn around for the picture that that is one you hang on the mantle like that is that's unique like i've not seen that that is that is that is a unique <laughs> awesome picture i love that because that's a moment that you'll never forget and that's what these trips are right i mean we work hard. Everybody does. I mean, if you listen to our show, this is just my philosophy on all this. I work hard every day so that I can go on vacation with my girls to places like Walt Disney World, Disney Cruise Line, what have you. And that's where I make the memories for the most part. I make them every day with my family, but don't get me wrong. But when I get, you know, that time away from work and we're just on vacation and we're just eating ice cream at 1130 at night, you don't do that in the real world. And that's why... We take this so seriously. So when you're on vacation, I want to help you have those memories and make those memories with those you love. And if you're going down solo, love yourself. You know what I'm saying? I mean, shoot, I go down solo sometimes. And I mean, I'm telling you what, the ice cream tastes great when you're there by yourself too. So, so I want to help you plan a great vacation. And thanks to all my guests who have allowed me to do that because it is a blessing. And I love what I get to do. So check them out today over at TheMagicForLess.com. Fill out the quote form. We'll take care of you from there. I promise you. So check them out again over at TheMagicForLess.com. Also, please use our Amazon affiliate link, BeOurGuestPodcast.com slash Amazon. And thank you to our patrons who allow us to do all these shows and answer listener questions and do Battle of the Lands, which we're going to do on Friday. It's going to be fun. Maybe. We'll see. And we get to have a good time with that. And our patrons get a bonus show called Mike in the Midwest every week. If you'd like to join us over there, come on over to patreon.com slash be our guest podcast. Give Pam a follow on the social media at TMFLT Pam. Ricky, who is not here, she is probably home by now, out of traffic. She's at Ricky Nibs, and I'm at Be Our Guest Mike on Instagram and Twitter. Give me a follow. I'd love to talk to you on the social media. And of course, uh, we'll have a live show this Sunday night on Facebook and YouTube at 7 o'clock Eastern, 6 o'clock Central. And Lord help us if they change the time zones, because then it'll be dark here, and that'd be crazy, like in the wintertime. We don't want that. We'll get talk about that Sunday night on your calls. We could, maybe that'll be a topic, an off-Disney topic. I don't even... I'm fired up about that, but I'm not going to talk about it now. But uh, join us Sunday night for that, YouTube and Facebook, 7 o'clock Eastern. And if you don't mind, leave us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. That really does help us out. And thanks to everybody who has done that. We sure appreciate that. All right, we're going to get out of here again tomorrow. You get the replay of the Sunday night show where Ricky joined me this week instead of Scott. Lots of great calls. We actually got a caller right off the bat. Caller from Indianapolis who visits that new the, the, the location that's coming to the boardwalk that that uh, cake place that's going to be in the espn place she says it's awesome but it's very frilly she says it's kind of like um so i i compared it to, and she said it was a, a good comparison i said i went with mallory one time to the american girl store cafe yes where like yeah. the doll has a little seat at the table and like the doll gets served food too i was like oh lord but i did it because she was little and i was trying to be a good dad it's like, oh, yeah, it's kind of like that. I'm like, okay, cool. So we get a call about that. We talked about what if Magical Express came back? And like, what would you be willing to pay for? it? We talked about the DVC Tower that's coming to the Polynesian. It was a good show. We had a lot of great calls. So that's Thursday. That's tomorrow. And then Friday, we're going to have another podcast. You know, you always got something there on your feed. So check it out. All right. We'll be back again soon, within 24 hours. So until then, stay safe, stay healthy. For Pam and Ricky, I'm Mike. And we'll see you real soon. You've been listening to the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. If you have questions, comments, or would like to be a guest on the show, please visit our website at BeOurGuestPodcast.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you real soon.